Hey everybody, we are fired up to have with us on the pod today a tennis coach who I actually grew up with, trained at the same club where his dad was one of the main head pros, played some of the same tournaments as his guests, and now we coach at two well-respected schools within the same conference in the state of Illinois, myself at Glenbrook North High School, this guest as the head coach at Deerfield High School. He's also a math teacher, along with being the director of tennis at Northmore Country Club in one of the northern suburbs in Illinois. He is one of the hardest working individuals I know. Please welcome to the pod, Josh Layton. Josh, thanks for joining us today. Thanks a lot for having me, David. I've listened to a bunch of your podcasts and really excited to be part of one of them. I appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to this conversation. Before we kind of get started in your journey in tennis, and you have definitely an interesting family um, lineage in this sport, I just wanted to kind of get a quick status of where you're at the last couple of weeks. We started our season uh, two weeks ago doing our tryouts from 5.45 to 7 in the morning, followed by 8.30 to 10 at night. And I can tell you I'm glad with that week being over. And then we just started training a little bit this week. We had a three evenings uh, indoors last, or last week from 8 to 10 at night, and we had a 6.30 day practice this morning. So it's been a good, good week so far. Yeah, so when Josh is stating those hours, he's doing those at a little bit odd hours because obviously we are indoors right now. The uh, The spring season in Illinois started, uh, I think, the last week in February, and the first few days of this week was about uh, about five degrees. So we're, we're trying to get indoor court time at whatever time we can get. So, yeah, I can't believe it. I mean, it's always a struggle, the spring, spring sports and whatever sport you play in Illinois. So um, hopefully the weather's going to turn sooner rather than later. I hope so. So um, you have a very interesting family lineage through this sport. Um, you're actually like, a, what are you, a fourth generation tennis professional? I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it. I want you to tell uh, tell everybody about it. Talk about your family history um, as far as playing tennis and, and teaching tennis. Yeah. Well, I uh, as I tell everyone, I said I'm I'm the fourth generation. I'm the one who's done the least out of my entire family because my my great-grandfather was a high school tennis coach, uh, basketball coach, as well as a PE teacher. Uh, but early in his career, he was actually the U.S. Davis Cup coach, I believe, in 1929. I think it was for one or two years. I remember my dad telling me that my grandfather really enjoyed living in Beverly Hills for two years while he was coaching the team. Uh-huh. And then my, my grandfather himself was a tennis pro for a while. And then after that, he got involved in the tennis sales side. So he was a um, he was a rep for Cat Davis Rackets as well as Victor Gut String. So he traveled the Midwest and met a ton of people along the way. And I still run into people who say they remember, you know, him selling them either rackets or string or you know tennis skirts, any kind of clothing as well. So and then my dad's been teaching tennis for nearly fifty years on the North Shore uh, of Chicago. So he's worked with a ton of players from the early seventies all the way till today. So. Um, I'm just one in a one in a long line of uh, long line of tennis pros. Crazy, you know, and I obviously know your dad for a long, long time, and uh, I can speak for for many in, around this area. Your dad is one of the top notch guys around, and I know you and your dad are extremely close, and it's pretty cool that you guys can share this. Yeah, no, it's been it's been great. I mean, it's I was really lucky that my dad actually got into high school coaching really just a couple of years before I started. So we've really been able to. Compete, each other, compete against each other either with full squads or just individual players over the years and it's always been a good um, a good healthy relationship except for one Easter a few years back. 
Right. <laughs> other than that, then other other than the time that I was up three one in a in a team match, my first year coaching at Deerfield, and his team came back and won all three matches that went three sets. And then I had to go to a family Easter dinner the following day and have my aunts and uncles ask me about how the match was the night before. Uh, other than that, it's been a, a pretty good <laughs> a pretty good healthy relationship all the way through. Yeah, that's funny. So we're going to get into your actual playing career in a bit, but. As you were starting as junior, even before the high school um, high school days, and then into high school and your college career, did you feel any pressure just because of um, the history of your family in the sport to succeed because of each generation before you? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it, it's a really good question. I think a lot of people feel like because my dad was a pro and, again, my grandfather, great-grandfather, that there's a ton of pressure on me and it's... I think a lot of people are surprised and I'm like, yeah, I started when I was really young. And I started, I think my dad put me on a racquetball court when I was two because I took a, I took a doorknob that I found laying around the house in a racquetball racket and I put the doorknob through a window. Um, so after, after that happened, my dad took me out on the racquetball court and then eventually started playing tennis when I was four. Um, and when I was about seven, I decided to quit. I had a bad experience in a group lesson. I came off the court crying and my, I said, I'm done. And I guess I was a pretty stubborn kid, and I didn't play tennis for another three years. And then when I was about 10, my dad asked me to play, and in the meantime, I had been playing soccer, and, you know, he was fine with it, and then asked me to play tennis. And then, you know, as I, as I got older and as I went through high school and college, he definitely was my, I mean, he was my only pro who I worked with on a regular basis, and he pushed me at the appropriate time. But never did I feel this pressure where he demanded that I continue playing tennis and that, and they never had me quit soccer. I mean, I was able to play soccer even a year in college. So, you know, I enjoyed the balance between the two, and, and, and he knew his best for me as well. So um, really had a good relationship with him that way, and, and he was phenomenal in giving me the chance to, to really play both sports and never only play tennis and really play because I enjoyed it. Wow. I've, I mean, we've known each other for, what, like around 30 years, and I did not know that story that you quit after, for a few years from <laughs> 7 and 10. I knew you, were, I knew you played competitive soccer, but uh, I knew uh, I did not know that story. Thanks for sharing that. So, you know, you had success in the junior level, whether it was at the high school level or tournaments outside of, of the high school season. You played actually at the school where I'm coaching right now. And uh-huh. talk a little bit about, because we were in the same area around like late 80s, early 90s, and in our area at the time, um, whether it was within our conference or within the section, which is a lot of the schools around our conference, there were a plethora of future college players. I mean, the competition was crazy. Talk a little bit, talk a little bit about um, your high school career and then moving on from there into college. I think the best part um, for me about my high school career was was starting with a group of three other guys as freshmen who um, they all made the varsity team and I was uh, I was on the frost off team which was a good experience for me because those guys were definitely better than me and um, I wasn't I wasn't ready at the time and had a really good experience that year and I enjoyed my my four years of high school we I was able to slowly get better throughout those three years and we had a we had a talented group of seniors my senior year with with two really good sophomores and thought we were going to have a great season. We had a good season. We had some good wins throughout the, throughout the year, but when we got to the state tournament, we came up a little bit short. We had a tough sectional, didn't get all of our guys through. Um, and I think for me, what I really learned in my high school process is that, you know, you can work and, and you can try to do your best, but sometimes you've got to put in a little bit extra effort. And I think 
learning how to put in some extra effort is really what helped propel me at the college level and realized that, you know, I never wanted to be in a disappointing situation again, which I know myself along with my teammates, my senior in high school, we weren't happy with how the how the season ended. I guess I had an opportunity where I was planning to play college tennis again and just vowed that I wouldn't have an experience like that. Um, unfortunately, during the high school state tournament, my senior year, I was up, uh, I think, 6-1, 3-1, and I was serving at 30-15. And then I shanked to serve, double faulted, and the next thing I looked up, we had lost the match. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we just we just fell apart in that match. But I remember, I remember that moment and remember vowing to myself that I wasn't going to let that happen again. And was able to have a pretty successful college career. Um, loved my college coach, Tom Gass, who was one of the... Yeah, tell everyone, you went to you went to DePaul, you know, not DePaul, DePaul, D-E-P-A-U-W, DePaul University, right? And I know you uh, uh-huh. had a great experience there and, and loved your college coach, so kind of tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, Coach Gass was one of those guys, I mean, he played at DePaul and then uh, went back there uh, five or six years after he graduated and started coaching the tennis team. Um, I came in probably after he'd been coaching for about... Um, seven or eight years, so it was kind of early on in his career, and he was, I think, National Coach of the Year at least once when I was there, and really one of those guys who was just a top-best guy. He was a professional at the university where he ran the career and services, career, uh, services department, and he was just one of those guys who had a great attitude and made us work every day practice, but we all had fun along the way, and we really understood what the balance needed to be like, especially at a Division three level where we were there to be a student uh, and also an athlete and really give us a chance to, to have some fun during those four years. I mean, I still have guys who I, who I talk with for my college team, and I'm still connected with guys who graduated even 10, 15, 20 years after me because of our alumni tennis connection. Yeah, well. that, that, that means, that shows that you're still connected to those guys, and I know you still go back there. Um, that just shows how much connected you are to the program and how much you enjoyed your four your your four years at that place. Yeah, he was, uh, but he was really the the guy who put all of it together. I mean, he he's the guy who you would meet as a parent and just be like, "This is the kind of guy who I want my son to play for." Um, you know, he, he knew he knew everything he needed to know about tennis in order to get the most out of us. Um, but above all else, he was just a, a, a terrific guy and really taught us a lot about uh, life over there too. No, that's awesome. So when you were spending time in college, did you think, um, for those that don't know, your full-time vocation is a math teacher at, at Deerfield High School, but obviously you're extremely involved um, in tennis, as you know, you're head coach, um, director of tennis at the country club, and you do so many things to help grow the sport. Was it, when you were in college, did you th- know you wanted to be a high school teacher? Was that something that you wanted to do, maybe because it would give you the flexibility to be out of work at you know three o'clock or whatever it is. You then can go to practice if you want to be if you want to coach a high school team. Was that something kind of uh, in the back of your mind that you thought could be uh, a good career uh, decision for you? It's so funny because in, in high school I never really thought about being a teacher. And even though I had a lot of teachers in my family, not only my grandfather and great grandfather and two aunts who were teachers as well, but I never really thought about it because my dad said I'd be a great middle manager at a company one day. Um, so then, um, it was it was maybe the middle of my sophomore year. I was doing some volunteer work at a local high school, just tutoring some kids in math, and realized that I really enjoyed it. And 
that's, and I tried to figure out what I was going to be able to be certified in. I wasn't sure if I'd be a math teacher or a psych teacher. But so then I started pursuing it really kind of the end of my sophomore year when I fell into it. And then as I got further along, realized that I could possibly coach tennis, coach soccer, just be involved in, in that aspect in kids' lives rather than just being a math teacher. And that's, uh, that's really where it all started. So I just spent an extra, extra semester at school. So I spent four and a half years at DuPont and then was able to be an assistant coach there my fifth year in the spring. So it was a really good experience being able to not only be a high school coach, but also help out with um, my college coach my, my fifth year. Oh, that's awesome. So were you like a volunteer assistant there or something? Yeah, oh, no, I think I got a huge stipend of like $1,000. All right. It was, a, it, was a, it, was a giant, it was a giant bonus, but yeah, so I guess I was officially a paid, paid coach for the season. Right, so you uh, dipped your feet uh, wet a little bit, seeing if you liked it. Obviously you did. You started mm-hmm. your coaching career at Palatine High School, won a state championship mm-hmm. with um, one of your players, and then a few years after went to Deerfield. You've continued that success, um, the success they had before you, and obviously um, while, you're, while you've been there, um, had several state championships uh, and singles, doubles. W- talk a little bit about your favorite part of coaching. I think the thing that I enjoy the most out of coaching is really just trying to teach both individuals and teams to get the most out of themselves as possible. There are years we have extremely talented teams and we have both singles players and both doubles teams who are eligible in the state tournament and we're able to finish, you know, we have high finishes and high finishes as a team. But what I enjoy every year is getting a chance to work with different guys in the team and just try to maximize their talent and, and make them realize what it takes to get better. I think that I think that kids do a good job working, but I don't think that they truly understand how hard you have to work until they're involved in a team situation. Right. You know, it's one thing going to a club every day and working in individual groups is a different thing when you're trying to work with your friends, whether it's conditioning in a hallway on a Tuesday afternoon after your class all day, or whether it's a Saturday afternoon where you've been playing tennis for 10 hours and you're cheering on your teammates, or whether it's just a single match where you're playing one of your crosstown rivals. But I really think that trying to maximize the potential for each individual and for the team is really what drives me each season. Yeah, no, I appreciate that response. And and I have to ask this next question just because of the success you had. And I know you have your roots down here and you're, uh, you got a young family and you're going through that now. Um, I'm sure you've had some opportunities to coach at the collegiate level. And I'm sure some of that has probably piqued your interest a bit. Um, talk a little bit about can you ever see yourself doing something like that or would it have to be the perfect situation for you to do something now or you're pretty set at the high school level and you're really not uh, looking at that next step? Yeah, I think I've, I've always been interested in being a college coach as far as I really, I really liked what my college coach was able to do, but when I became involved in the high school setting, it's such a good balance for me as far as being able to teach and also being able to coach because I wouldn't want to do one without the other at all. Um, so I think that, you know, what I'm looking for is to continue my teaching career until I retire. And then I think that day I retire or maybe a little bit before I retire, start looking at opportunities to be a volunteer assistant or be an assistant at, a, at, at the college level. I think it'd be great to work with whether it's a division one or division three program where I could just help out because it's something that 
mean, I like that aspect. It'd be fun to be in a situation where you're at a, you know, such a small team and get a chance to travel a little bit and, you know, get a chance to work individually with a, with a smaller group of guys and try to have an impact on them. Oh, for I know sure. that the recruiting piece is so difficult at the collegiate level. I don't know exactly how to, how, how to do that, but I think being able to coach and being able to get the most out of those guys would be something that I would like to do um, once I retire from high school coaching and teaching. Yeah, and for sure, try to do that in a warmer warmer climate. That would even be better. Uh, yeah, California is, is where I'm looking. That's, <laughs> that's for sure. There could be worse places. That's great. Um, you know, we've been going just shy of 20 minutes. Josh, I appreciate um, your time. I've wanted to do this for a little while. I thought the timing was right now just because high school season is, um, you know, right around the corner. And I just wanted to say thank you. Obviously, I've known you, like I said earlier, for about 30 years. Um, from a coaching perspective, I've learned a lot from you. I, I, I see how competitive you are, yet you always do stuff the right way. And I have the you know, utmost respect for that. And I know, personally, I've learned a ton from you. And appreciate your time today and, and sharing your story with everyone. Great. Thanks, David. Appreciate you having me. All right. I'll talk to you soon. I'll see you soon. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, see you, Josh. That was, again, Deerfield head coach Josh Layton, also director of tennis, Northmore Country Club, suburb of Illinois. Um, great guy. If you ever get a chance to meet Josh, introduce yourself to him. He has a ton of a ton to offer and just a, uh, a friend and a fellow coach and just a, I can't say enough positive things about Josh. So thanks for listening and stay tuned for another podcast guest in the near future. Thank you.